Welcome to the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast with your host, Mr. G. For those about to learn, we salute you. Hello, party people. Thank you for joining us today on the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast, where we are changing the world one classroom at a time. That classroom is your classroom. I'm your host, Jared Geller, Mr. G, and we've got an awesome episode planned for you today. I know I say that all the time, but that's because all these episodes are awesome. Today, I am sharing these secrets to creating your perfect curriculum. And notice I'm not saying the perfect curriculum. It's your perfect curriculum, one that fits you, your passions, your personality, and one that you are excited to teach every day. Using someone else's curriculum is like studying for an exam or studying for a test with somebody else's notes. You would never do it because you have your own style and your own way of doing things. And the same is doubly true in teaching. Your curriculum should match your style. It should match your interests. It should match your personality, your passions. You should be given the freedom and tools to teach what you love and to develop a curriculum around that, around what you love. And that's exactly what this episode is all about. So what do you want to teach? If you could teach anything in the world, what do you wish you could do? What, do you, what would it be? What are your passions? What makes your eyes get wide? What makes your voice get loud? And what makes your body just get filled with energy? So whatever that is, whatever topic it is, bring that to school. Whatever that topic is that you could go on for hours and hours about, bring that into the classroom. Even if it's advanced, even if it's high level, what if like, what if you're passionate about art history or the civil rights era or Beethoven and, 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 and Bach and classical music? What if you're passionate about things that you don't think kids care about or are interested in? No, of course they're interested in those things because kids respond to that energy. Bring those passions into the classroom. If you're interested in too advanced stuff, great. That's, that makes it almost even better because you can explain to your students, help them understand why you're passionate about whatever it is that you're passionate about. Tell them why it's fascinating, why it's interesting, why it is so cool that you are getting so excited about it. You must know, you must have a great reason for whatever it is, even if it just clicks with you, share that with your students because it is a great opportunity to bond. It shows them that what a passion looks like. And even if they're not passionate about what you're passionate about, they're saying, I want to find that thing that makes me get that excited, that makes me get that just riled up about learning. That's what you want to instill. That's what you want to inspire. So if you love it, you can explain it. You can definitely explain it to your students. I guarantee it. In this episode, we're going to get into all the strategies to break down what you love and how to turn that into an awesome preschool unit, into an awesome preschool curriculum that inspires and captivates four, five, six-year-olds. And Einstein said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Now, I don't think that applies to any of y'all. That's the thing. It seems like kind of a negative quote, but if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. But that means if you do understand it well enough, you can explain it simply. And if you're passionate about something, guarantee you, you understand it in and out. Aristotle also said, those that know, do. Those that understand, teach. You're a teacher. You understand these things. You can help your kids understand too. That's what's so powerful. So you should have no trouble bringing the things that you care about most into your classroom. Now, sometimes the curriculum you're provided, it can be really hard to get excited about. Like, I cannot get excited about teaching my kids farm animal noises or teaching them spending a week on planes, trains, and buses. Like, we're going to be talking about geography and traveling all around the world if we're going to be talking about transportation. We're going to be talking about culture and diversity. We have to mix it up to make things more in line. I mean, I can still teach transportation. I can still teach farm animal noises, but we're doing it in a way bigger unit on 
all animals, and we're probably not even doing noises, but we're doing a way bigger unit on ecosystems and all animals or how animals and people work together. Then maybe we'll talk about a farm. Like it needs to be more advanced, more challenging, at least for me, because that's what inspired, that's what got me going. Otherwise, I was bored and always looking for something new and different. And if you ever feel that way in your classroom, when you turn to a page of, of your curriculum and it says, teach this, teach farm animal noises, you say, oh, this is boring, not challenging. I wish I had something new, something different. I agree with you. Let's make something new, something different, something that, don't you want a curriculum that when you explain it to parents, what their kids are going to learn this year, that parents get excited and thrilled and they can't wait to be a part of it? Are they going to get excited and thrilled when you say, we're learning farm animal noises this year? They're going to be, oh, okay, that's kind of what I expected. But when you tell them we're learning about the environment or we're learning about metamorphosis or we're learning about business and civics and health and science and art and all the different things that are history, all the things that you could be interested in. And those are, I just listed a lot of my passions because the first things that come off to my head, but whatever it is that you're passionate about and that's advanced and high level, let's get parents excited about those things too. So how do you do it? We got to make that curriculum. What do you think kids should know? What do you want them to learn? And how can you make school fun? What are the things that you always wanted to teach, but you never saw a lesson in your curriculum on how to do it? That's what we're working through today. So be yourself, teach through the things that you want to teach. And then you can break them down to work for kids. And as a result, you're going to see happy, passionate students that they see how cool it is when you have a passion, when your teacher, when the teacher has a passion, and they'll either be passionate about what you are passionate about, or they'll start saying, and what you're teaching, or they'll start saying, well, this is cool, but I want to find that thing that really gets me as excited as my teacher is today. So show them that, if, I mean, everybody wants a passion once you say it. Everybody wants that kind of energy that just takes over your body and takes over your mind and just lets you work through anything and have fun doing it because you love it and it fascinates you. Help your kids find that and show them, model it for them by bringing your passions to class, which that brings us to our mindset shift where the old mindset is my passions and my curriculum are separate, which, well, uh, not that that's codified anywhere, but I mean, seriously, that's that's how, uh, I mean, a lot of these curriculums, they don't ask you what you're passionate about as a teacher. They don't leave space for things that you want to teach. They tell you exactly what to teach. So the new mindset is I incorporate my passions into my curriculum. This injects energy and enthusiasm and joy and love into the classroom and into every lesson. And as I just explained before, it models a passion and people respond to passions. It also makes it totally natural for you. So you feel... You can explain anything to your students. You can explain it well. You can explain it simply. You can think on the fly because you're teaching the things that you love. You're teaching the things that you know are important and that you want your students to learn or at least things that will hopefully inspire your students either to find the joy and a passion in what you're talking about or just find one for something else along the way, but to know that it's possible to feel this good about learning. So old mindset, my passions and my curriculum are separate. New mindset. I incorporate my passions into my curriculum. They are one and the same. You can't have one without the other. So let's get into our strategies. Strategy number one, I know I've said the word passion about a hundred times in this episode already, but what is your passion? So when I lead workshops for teachers, I always ask them to just brainstorm their passions and brainstorm the things that they want to teach. And I recommend pausing this, pausing this podcast right now and writing down a list of five things that you want to teach, five things that you just love. And don't worry about if it's developmentally appropriate, that Einstein quote proves that we can make anything developmentally appropriate. If you're passionate about it, you love it, you should be able to explain it simply. And I have all the confidence in the world that you can. 
I mean, I went to business school and so I love business and entrepreneurship. I had my students writing business plans and they were, it was, it's not as difficult as it sounds. It was just, what's, what's your idea? How are you going to make the world a better place for people? Who's your audience? Draw an advertisement, these kinds of things. So it's like, it's not the most, it's not a complete business plan. They're not doing a, you know, a financial projection or anything like that, but they are getting the idea of thinking through, of planning out this, how they can make the world a better place and change it through entrepreneurship. Cause that was something I was passionate about. And you would think that's literally college level material. And you would think that pre-K students wouldn't be able to handle it. They absolutely can. So when you're comfortable with what you're teaching, you can adapt on the fly. You can make it work for your kids and you can redirect when kids aren't paying attention. So if something's really important, you can say, listen up y'all, listen up everybody. This is really important. If you don't, if you don't believe in what you're teaching as a teacher, then you, you certainly don't want to throw a fit about when your kids aren't paying attention. Like, Guys, how can you not listen to this lesson on farm animal noises? It's so important. You're going to need it in your life. You can't really say that. And it's hard to, when you're telling your kids, please listen to me because I'm teaching about farm animal noises. What's the real reason behind that besides I'm the teacher, this is school. It has to be working for them. So when you're teaching about health, you can say, hey, everybody, if you're not going to pay attention to this, like there's going to be consequences. You can, when you exercise, when you are, have good hygiene, here's all the good things that happen. Don't you want that to be the case in your life? So make what you're teaching, if you're passionate about it, you should be able to say why it's important for kids to learn pretty easily. And there's a huge advantage. That is probably one of the biggest advantages of teaching within yourself uh, is that you can make that case and it comes really naturally that whatever you're learning is important and please pay attention because we're getting into some really cool, interesting stuff that has a bearing, has an impact on your life. And you can say that and mean it and it does redirect the focus and redirect the attention because kids understand why they should be paying attention and they have a reason that relates to them. So when you bring your passions in and you bring things that you know are important, that you love and you can explain them in depth, that's a big result of it is that you can redirect, you can get kids excited, you can adapt on the fly. There's lots of different things that go into it. So let's get into strategy two. Why are you passionate about those five things that you just listed? And this really goes into what I just explained in strategy one is why is it important or why is it fascinating? And no matter how advanced, you can break it down if you know it and love it. So for two years, like I said, my students all became entrepreneurs and we used music to spread our message. We made our music videos and that's how we learned about entrepreneurship. We were entrepreneurs. We were solving the problem of boring educational music. We were helping kids learn. That was our goal. That was our impact on the world that we were trying to have is help kids learn the same way our classroom was learning. And so through the music that we made, we made music videos and then I just grinded and, and, uh, and worked real hard to talk to a bunch of newspapers and a bunch of uh, public a bunch of publications to get us promotion and to give the students a real sense of pride and satisfaction they were on television you know they were they were tv stars they were rock stars it really it really solidifies the whole experience in their head it makes it something they'll never forget anyway i'm passionate about entrepreneurship and i made it important and fascinating for my kids despite it being a college level a college level topic and that's because you got to break it down for what works for them why is it important or fascinating? Economics and entrepreneurship aren't fascinating because of marginal productivity of labor or you know any of these uh, any of these fancy economic terms. It's it's cool because it's like trade is giving one thing to another person and getting something back, and both people are happier at the end of it. Like that's cool. And uh, you know, labor is you trading your work for somebody. Somebody says, "Hey, if you work for me, I'll give you money for your work." So you're trading your time. It's like that's cool. Not all these 
jargony words and stuff. So students make trades every day. We make trades every day when we buy something, when we sell something. So it's relevant for them. It's important for them. It's fascinating because you tell them that they could be millionaire, billionaire, kajillionaires one day if they do a good enough job in the market. And so those are the kinds of things that you focus on the basics, you focus on the simple, and kids can learn pretty much anything. Literally, I said it three times, right? college-level material, they can learn it. If you're passionate about it, you can break it down and explain it simply enough. Guarantee it. So strategy number three, you're not going to find, well, maybe you will, hopefully you will, but if you can't find 36 weeks of, of passions, um, that's okay. You can bring the passion. Strategy number three is bringing the passion out of any subject. So I don't like science. I'll give you an example. I don't like science, but our science unit was one of my favorite units all year because we were doing experiments and we were doing the scientific method and we were traveling the galaxy and going through outer space. And I, I even had my students starting, I'll put this in the show notes. I had them starting an impromptu science chant because they love science so much. I was telling them about all the, all the we were watching a bunch of chemical, chemical reactions and I was talking about how we were going to be doing a bunch of experiments throughout the year, the rest of the year. And one of my little girls, Melanie, she just started, she would start chants all the time, but she just started science, science, science. And the whole class just started science. So it was wild. I've got it on video. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but this is something that I'm not passionate about science. I was certainly never the kid to be joining in a, a science chant. But just because I didn't like memorizing stuff out of a textbook in high school doesn't mean I can't. we can't find the coolest things about science to get your kids passionate and excited. So just And watching them do things that no one else ever imagined that they could do or finding a passion that no one ever thought that they could know about at their age, that brings out a passion in me too. Teaching. Teaching brings out a passion in probably all of us. So just remember, you're teaching these kids really advanced, cool things, and you don't have to be gaga over the whole subject. So like I said, find the coolest things about something. Break it down to the, to the basics, like outer space. Don't try to explain photons and uh, all these crazy scientific phenomenon in the in the actual scientific language. But like, if you're talking about like a, the sun, you could tell them that solar flares are like when the sun burps out, you know, just burps. It's like the sun burping. And kids will get a real kick out of that. And that's the stuff they actually remember is picturing the sun burping. Because then they'll be like, oh, I remember that. That was a funny image in my head. Made me laugh. But if you were to be like, oh, solar flares when the plasma and the, I don't even know what, it, you know, it, it's not that important. The, the point is that it's like a sun burping. And that's what the kids are going to remember. And so, like I said, you don't need the entire spectrum of vocabulary and the breadth of knowledge to be teaching advanced topics, break it down, make it on their level. And I know that y'all can do this. So strategy number four, I'll get into another example. And this is one that I went over when I, uh, when I lead workshops for, for teachers. This is one that almost always comes up is something with history or the Revolutionary War. So if we were talking about the Revolutionary War, how would you explain that to a group of four and five-year-olds that don't really have a context of long periods of time, that don't really have a context of war and governments and countries and nation states and things like that? I mean, it'd be pretty difficult to be talking about the Revolutionary War. Well, help them by providing context. So I'm going to give you an example of how I would do this. You might do this differently, but I just want you to see that you can break something down that's seemingly advanced to their level uh, of any kid, really. And so... In this example, I would just say, why did we fight the Revolutionary War? First, I would talk about history. What's history? So maybe show them what a car looked like in 1900, what a car looks like today, like a Tesla looks like today. What's the history of a, of a phone? You could show them what a phone looked like, you know, what an iPhone is and how much stuff it does on the iPhone versus, you know, how many electronics you had to buy at Radio Shack in the 80s to do everything that an iPhone does. So you can help them see that history is progress, history is change, 
history is as things go on, they, you know, they improve, sometimes they don't improve, but it's time going on and, and things changing. And you can show, you can illustrate that in a lot of different ways. So get them the idea of history and then tell them why the Revolutionary War was fought. Same thing with Thanksgiving is another example. Break it down pretty simply. Put them in the shoes of the colonists uh, or the pilgrims in Thanksgiving, but I'm going to stick with the Revolutionary War here. But in this case, you know, they were being taxed. They had money being stolen from them. For, they, they had to pay money to somebody that lived all the way across the ocean just because he said, you got to pay money for me. And if you don't, I'm going to bring the soldiers around your towns. I'm going to boss you around, make soldiers take money from you. I'm going to make you keep soldiers in your house. Um, and so you ask your students, would you want somebody who lived super duper far away that never even knew you, never even came to see you, but they told you how you had to live. They made you, they sent soldiers with guns after you if you didn't do what they said, and they made you keep soldiers in your house. Like, would you want to have to give up your bed for a soldier? People forget that that happened in the Revolutionary War, but I mean, that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, that's what would have drove me crazy, uh, more than the taxes even is, you know, having to house soldiers, that, that was nuts. So tell that to your kids. Would you like that? And then they're going to be like, oh, well, no wonder these people fought a war. You know, they were being oppressed. They don't know what oppressed means at this point, but they get, the, they get the feeling. They know it. So give them as much context as possible. And highlight the absurdities of the bad guys. Highlight that they were making them keep soldiers in their house. Like, kids can't even fathom that. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's way off, off, off limits. And if it helps, you know, break it down to the essentials. Think of it like a Rugrats episode. Like, if you think of Rugrats episodes, the way that they would explain holidays and things like that, it was always, I mean, it was perfect. It was broken down for, for kids, and it was exactly how kids would see it. So watch those Rugrats episodes, and, and uh, those are great opportunities to just figure out how kids would approach, how kids approach these kinds of things, because those writers really had it down, how kids process holidays and how they oversimplify certain things and how they give more weight to other things. But it's about what catches their imagination. Uh, always about what catches their imagination. So break it down to those imagination-catching parts, like the solar flare being a burping sun. That certainly will catch their imagination. So strategy number five is just getting into the nitty-gritty of the actual teaching of a lesson, doing the hook, getting them hooked right away. I'll go over that real fast. So if you go to punkrockpreschool.com slash shop, you can get our full lesson plans, which have a scripted hook for every lesson. It has a video resource or an exercise, or a story, something to get kids, give them context, and get them excited to learn, then a hook to get them understanding how this is important, how it relates to their lives, and why we need to learn it, and then the question of the day to help them think through whatever it is that you want them to think through that's related to the topic. So, for example, if you check out exercise, I would start with, when we're talking about exercise or strength, I would start with a video of a man pulling one of the world's strongest men in the world's strongest man competition, pulling an airplane. And saying, look what happens when you guys work out. If you work out and grow your muscles, you can be as strong as this guy who pulls an airplane. Boom. Kids are hooked. Then you talk about why is strength important in their lives? Why is exercise important in their lives? Don't they want to be strong? Don't they want to be able to lift things up and not have to ask for help to, to do certain things? Don't they want to have a healthy body and a strong body? Even if they don't want to pull airplanes, don't they want to be able to be proud of 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 how they work on themselves and how they look and all these different things that go along with health and go in. And you can see this all in the curriculum. I don't want to give away every single bit. And then go into a question of the day. So why do you want to be healthy? Why do you want to, why do you want to be strong? Why do you want, why should we exercise? Because they've already thought through it. You've already told them, you've given them clues as to why it's important. You've shown them a video that's gotten their imaginations running. You mix those two together and then you ask them a question. 
that's going to lead to incredible answers and just awesome connections being made. And they're going to be able to handle any type of advanced topic. So even like something like hygiene, like germs um, and being contagious. I'd show a video of somebody sneezing in time-lapse camera. So you just see all the snot and boogers going everywhere. It's gross. But that will... And then you talk about, okay, guys, so when you sneeze, this is what's happening. And when you sneeze on your hand and you touch a doorknob, what do you think is happening then? If we want germs being spread all over the world like that, being spread all over the air like that, what's going to happen if everybody just sneezes and all that stuff gets stuck in the air? Like You're going to breathe that in. And then kids are like, ugh, gross. And then you talk about how can we stop from being contagious? How can we stop ourselves from spreading germs? And then kids, oh, you wash your hands, you can cover your mouth, you can do all these different things. And it's a progression. So you hook them with a video or an exercise. Like if you're doing meditation or yoga, you would probably do some yoga poses or do some deep breathing and get them feeling it. So they relate it to their lives. And then you give them a hook as to why this is important, why they should be using it throughout, throughout the rest of their lives and throughout every part outside of school. And then you give them a question of the day to help them really solidify that knowledge. And this gives them the introduction, gives them the context, and then it helps them make connections to what they already know. And if you want more on these critical thinking skills that are developed in preschool, please check out punkartpreschool.com slash 008, episode eight of our podcast, how to teach critical thinking skills in preschool, how to teach critical thinking in preschool, I believe it's called. So please check that out if you want more on this strategy number five about how to provide context and a hook and a question of the day to, and Socratic questions and follow-up questions to really help your students get the most out of this, the carpet time and to learn literally any topic that you want to teach and especially the things that you're passionate about. So if you head to punkrockpreschool.com slash shop, then you can see our health curriculum, our full health curriculum. It is 200 pages. It's two months of lessons. It's on sale right now for $25. That is 200 pages, eight weeks, every single day, mapped out, carpet time, totally mapped out. You've got questions of the day, words of the day, definitions, answers. You've got follow-up questions, which is basically asking that question of the day a bunch of different ways to help kids relate it to their lives. You've got scripted hooks, you've got video resources, you've got exercises and activities, you've got crafts that are related to each theme, writing assignments related to each theme, a poster which highlights a job for whatever theme that you're talking about. So if you're talking about dinosaurs, help your kids realize that if they're passionate about dinosaurs, they can be a paleontologist. If they're passionate about underwater life, they can be a marine biologist. If they're passionate about um Dance, they can be a choreographer. Anything or music, they can be a musician or a choreographer or a rock star. They can be anything they want. Give them a vehicle and opportunity to use their passions in the world and to choose a wide variety of all these different career options. Because when kids get started this early on finding what they love and finding what they're passionate about, I mean, they can have a PhD worth of knowledge by the time they get to college. It can be crazy with the internet and with the information that's available if kids just love to learn and find something that they keep learning about all the time. So head to punkrockpreschool.com slash shop. Check out our health curriculum. You can check out individual units as well, but it's a package deal for the health curriculum. So you get all eight units that are available right now, um, all eight health units available right now that are packaged into the health curriculum for $25 when it's an $80 value. So it's almost 70% off. So please head over there, check that out and get that package deal because it is so worth it. And even though the school year is wrapping up, this is something that, you could use forever. I mean, it's a teacher resource, so it's facing you. You don't have to, you can reuse it as many times as you want. And also, I hope that you take what's in there and tweak it a bit to make it your own and make it what you want to teach 
and what you're passionate about fully because my passions and your passions, they're not always going to add up. And there might be something that I didn't teach or maybe something that I wanted to teach and couldn't get to and that you want to teach and I want to help you do that. So please, if there's anything missing or and you need help changing it up, please reach out. I'm happy to help. And if you just want to change it up on your own, you go ahead and do that. That you Make the curriculum work for you. That's what it's all about. Make the customizable curriculum, the personalized curriculum for you that brings out your passions and what you love. So what are the changes you can expect to see? You're going to see more joy in the classroom, more fun in the classroom for you and for the kids because you're going to have more fun teaching and be more excited. And the kids are going to be more excited too because the curriculum is something that you're passionate about. You get to bring that energy, that enthusiasm, that natural joy into the classroom every day. And kids always pick up on that. Also, the redirection that you might have to do to help kids refocus becomes way easier when you're passionate about what you're teaching. You can be on the you can just make any changes on the fly because you're so comfortable with the material. And then you'll also see students start to develop their own passions and their own excitement around not just the topics you're teaching, but around school and learning in general. So some of our actionable next steps. Number one, write that list of passions. What are the five things, 10 things, whatever. I said five before, so let's just stick with that. What are the five things that you want to teach? What are the five things that you're passionate about? And like I said, don't even worry about if they're too advanced or not. There's no such thing. If you are passionate about it, you want to bring it to your classroom and you think your students should know it and it's important for them to know, you'll be able to explain it. And then to help you explain it even better, start breaking those passions down. Number Step two, break those passions down and try to get into what's the main focus. Think of that Rugrats example I gave you or just the example of the Revolutionary War. I gave a bunch actually in this episode. Revolutionary War. Uh, I gave an exercise example, I gave a hygiene example, a meditation example, a science example, a business example. So hopefully there's enough in there in this episode for you to be able to start understanding how you can take a really high level concept and break it down to make it work for preschool. Um, and then actionable step three, you can buy our punk rock preschool curriculum and get all this stuff pretty much provided for you already with scripted hooks, video resources, everything you need to get kids excited and passionate about health right now is what we have, the Healthy Kids curriculum and more units. Subscribe to our email list and you can get more units as we continue to release them and be notified of whatever it is that you want to teach. Um, you can sign up for our teach, teach What You Love email list, which basically gets you every month I'll send you awesome video resources for the things that you want to teach. So I'll leave that uh, link in the show notes as well. Sign up for our Teach What You Love list and that way I can see too what are the things that the audience is most demanding and wanting to teach in their classroom most, and I can put those at the top of my queue for the curriculum, the, the units that we're developing. So if you want to teach it, please head over to punkrockpreschool.com slash 012, and I'll leave a link to the Healthy Kids curriculum there, and I will also leave a link to the Teach What You Love checklist where you can just check off all the topics you think are cool and you would like to teach in your classroom, and I'll send you awesome videos to help get kids excited about those topics. Easy as that. So what to do? Start teaching what you're passionate about and be excited to come to school every day. And why? Because enthusiasm is contagious. So your kids will pick up on that passion that you bring to class. They'll pick up on that enthusiasm when you bring it. So isn't that like what it's all about? Getting kids excited and enthusiastic and passionate about school and excited to come to school every day and ask, what are we learning today? So how do you do it? I said, start, start listing your passion, start figuring out what it is you want to teach and hopefully Head to punkrockpreschool.com slash shop and you can see our Healthy Kids curriculum. And hopefully that gives you a good jumping off point to teach what you love if you think teaching kids about being healthy is important. 
uh, results for kids. Kids are going to be excited to learn. Parents are going to be excited by what their child comes home and tells them. That's a really awesome feeling. And until it happens, you don't realize how great it is. And then once parents start telling you, like sending you texts of, I can't believe my kid was asking me about what letter does this word begin with, you know, after a couple weeks of preschool or when their kid comes home and tells them about metamorphosis or tells them about symbiosis or photosynthesis, like they can't believe it. And those texts are just, they're, they're awesome feelings. So the results for you too is you're going to be excited to teach because you're teaching the things that get you excited. So you're going to be bringing more energy, more fun, more joy to your job every day, more than you already do, which I'm sure you already bring quite a bit to your job. So all around an increased love and joy in the classroom you're going to have. And kids are going to be leaving with passions because you've shown them how much fun it is to have one. Thank you for listening and I hope you're one step closer to making the classroom of your dreams come true. Please follow us on social media, facebook.com slash punkrockpreschool. Twitter is at punk underscore rock underscore pre-K. Pinterest is punkrockpre-K. Just, you can go to the website and find all our social media stuff. Please follow us on social media and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and our email list. Give us a rating, download the episodes. And if you want to receive, like I said, the health curriculum, you know where to find it. I've said it a hundred times already. Punkrockpreschool.com. You can click the products. You can go to shop. There's lots of ways that you'll, uh, you can get to the Healthy Kids curriculum. Or if you just want a specific unit on yoga or meditation, that's also available in our store. So punkrockpreschool.com slash shop. That's where you'll find it. And if there's anything else that you need or if there's a topic that you want me to put into the store or just anything that you want to say, please leave ratings, comments, and thoughts below in the comments. Uh, I'm happy to discuss anything to do on future episodes or anything to do within the curriculum. Please reach out and let's work together to change the world one classroom at a time. Until next time, keep rocking.